talk about tonight's we're going to talk about tonight Saul honor and the prophet Saul honor and the prophet give you time to write that down because that's going to be very important here tonight Saul honor and the prophet let me start off by saying that conversations are full of beginnings. Conversations are full of beginnings. Everything in your life started with a decision. But decisions are the summation of information. And information finds its source within someone. I don't want you to miss that. Look at it real good. Everything in your life started with a decision, but decisions are the summation, the summary. In other words, it's the calculation of information. And information finds its source within someone. Okay? <clears throat> now what this does is this 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 takes us back to divine appointments and meridian encounters with the uncommon man. Where are we going to get this information from? It's going to come from the uncommon man. And then, of course, these encounters are opportunities to draw what you need to accomplish what you are called to do. Now, don't forget, don't forget that your first key was recognizing the uncommon man the Holy Spirit put in your life. You have to recognize, all right? Now, now, now in order for you to recognize that means that you're going to have to be in tune with the spirit of God. You're going to have to walk in the spirit. And you remember, I think I preached a little bit about that on Sunday, what it means to walk in the spirit. Just in case you may have forgotten, let me say it again. To walk in the spirit just simply means to trust God and depend on him step by step. I mean, every step that you take, you're trusting in God. It means that you are acknowledging God in all of your ways. All right. And so that's the first key. If you cannot, of course, recognize the uncommon individual that the Holy Spirit places into your life, then you'll never, your life will never be changed. Now, now you need to learn how to unlock the wisdom within the gift that's inside of an individual. And I'm going to tell you how you do it. I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell you where your starting point is. You start with honor. Everybody write on a piece of paper honor. That's that's going to be key tonight. <clears throat> that's going to be key. Now in order for you to fully understand, watch this. This lesson tonight is very important that we understand and know when I speak of honor, what I am speaking of. And so here it is. To honor means to show approval, gratefulness, and respect. There it is right there. If you catch that, you'll be able to catch the rest of this lesson. To honor means to show approval, gratefulness, and respect. Now, of course, the opposite of honor is dishonor. All right? And dishonor is to disdain, is to put down, belittle, insult, and abuse. Okay? And so, and so the wise disciples, the people of God, learn to honor the uncommon man that God puts in their lives. 
Now watch this. Anybody that you don't respect, you don't honor. Now when I speak of the word honor, and y'all don't be offended, but I'm not talking about what we use in testimony service. First giving honor to God, to the pastor, to the first lady. And to all the people of the Lord that's present here tonight, to the cat that's under the baptismal pool and the rat that's in the kitchen. We just give honor, folk give honor to everybody. <laughs> and, and, and I've seen people give honor to people that they can't even stand. <laughs> in other words, they know they don't like them, but just out of protocol, just out of been talking about them all day long. And then you give them a mic, and then all of a because there's a respect. Can I talk to y'all tonight? Can I talk to you? There's a respect that comes along with honoring people. We honor people when we're grateful. All right? When somebody do something for you, and you don't say thank you, your ungratefulness is dishonoring that individual. I really need y'all to understand this word honor, okay? That means that, that, that you approve of them, you're grateful, and you show respect. And so what we need to understand as well is that honor is a biblical principle. It ain't something that pastor's just making up. It's a biblical principle that unlocks favor. All right, show me a show me a child that honor their parents, and I'll show you a child who just about can get whatever they ask for. <laughs> okay. When there's disrespect, okay, when there's ungratefulness, that parent know that you don't honor them. Okay? And so honor it's a it's a biblical principle, and I'm going to show you how it unlocks favor. Some of y'all, you haven't seen, I know, I know, I know, I know some of y'all say, well, I'm blessed and highly favored. I need y'all to understand something. I'm not taking that away from that statement, but you haven't really seen favor yet. Some of y'all say, ooh, if the Lord do anything else, he might as well take me on to heaven. No, he ain't going to take you to heaven because he's got some stuff that, that, that your eye have not seen, nor have your ears heard, neither have it appeared unto the hearts of men what good thing God have in store for them that love him. For all those that choose to honor God, to respect God, okay, then the blessings of God come upon our lives. And so honor is a biblical principle. It unlocks favor. And again, a scripture come to me. Don't y'all get nervous tonight. Don't, 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 please don't get, please don't get nervous. But I'm going to show you something according to Luke 6 and 38. We know it says give and it shall be what? Given unto you. Good measures. pressed down. Shaken together and running over. Notice what it says. And men will give into your bosom uncommon individuals, people that you least expect. Okay? They're going to give to you. And here's what he says. With the, for with the same measure that ye met with, whether or it shall be measured to you again. So in other words, basically what he's, he's saying is, you, you, you're, you're going to reap what you sow, okay? If you don't sow anything, then don't look for nothing. If you don't give honor, don't look for honor, okay? You have to understand that when they say give, it's not just talking about money. Not just talking about money. I know we like to use this scripture, you know, uh, for money, Okay? But, but, but when God talks about giving, it's not just money. Yes, it includes money. Fact of the matter is, I'm telling you all something. God talks more about money in the Bible than he does salvation. <laughs> and let me tell you why he does that. Simply because where your treasures are, that's where your heart is going to be. 
All right. And so basically what he's saying is whatever you give out, you give honor, then people will honor you. You cannot be one of the most disrespectful persons on the face of this earth and then expect people to honor you. It don't make no sense. All right, let me come down your street then. You can't be mean and cantankerous at home, fussing and cussing and fighting and scrapping and throwing stuff and everything else, burning the food on purpose and say, just eat it. That's why I don't cook for you because you ain't never happy. Just eat it. You, we can't afford to be like that and then expect people to honor us. Okay? If you want people to honor you, then what? You, you're going to have to show honor. And if you want if you want favor, you're going to see tonight that you're going to have to give, you're going to give, have to give honor. I'm not talking about to the pastor. I ain't talking about to the first lady. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about to uncommon individuals. Okay? So let's deal with this. Let's deal with this. Let's deal with this. Write that down. Finding what is lost. Finding what is lost. This is this is this is this is what we're going to deal with tonight. Okay. But before I deal with that, I need to let you know something. Not 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 everyone have the same level of access to the wise and gifted. Everybody don't have that same access. Okay? Let's just get that straight now. It's not a matter of favoritism. It ain't a matter of uh, uh, being a respecter of person. Everybody just don't have the same level of access to, to the wise and the gifted. And watch this. Here's the reason why. It's mostly because people don't recognize the uncommon man. How many times have God placed the uncommon individual right in front of us? How many times have God set up this divine appointment? And because we, it wasn't who we thought it was going to be, or we was too busy, our schedule was just haywire. That's the reason why we're not at the same level of access to the wise and to the gifted, because many people don't recognize the uncommon man. And why I say it's more importantly, here we go, they don't have access because they don't know how to honor the uncommon man. You're going to hear that a lot tonight. You have to honor the uncommon individual in order to have access to their wisdom and their gifts. Remember, I think a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how God left gifts, the five gifts. Okay. And so, and so, and so honor provides access and access unlocks favor. And this is, this is important to remember because favor from one person can change your life in 24 hours. And then sometimes, watch this, sometimes God chooses to use more than one individual. We're going to see that here tonight. But he doesn't have to. One person can get the job done, but sometimes God uses more than one individual. So what that simply means is we have to remain open. Okay? We have to remain open to God. And so I want you to turn your Bibles to 1 Samuel, the ninth chapter. You do have your Bibles, but this is Bible study. Turn your Bibles to, to, to 1 Samuel, the, the ninth chapter. I'll give you a second to go to it. I don't want you all to use the excuse that I put the slides up and I don't need my Bible. Yes, you do. You need your Bible because I want you to highlight in it, circle some stuff. I think I told you all, Sonny, the Bible is right and somebody's wrong. This is where we find our truth. It's right in the word of God. When you look at uh, the ninth chapter of the book of Samuel, there's a story there. Uh, it's a story in regards to when, when Saul and his servant were unable to find some lost animals. All right, and we're going to go through this tonight. And during the search, the servant told Saul that there was a prophet nearby that could probably tell them where to find the lost animals. 
okay? And, 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 and we're going to see where Saul responded by saying, and this is going to be key, we have nothing to give the prophet for his help. We have nothing to give the prophet for his help. Now, before you get go all off and say, oh, Lord, the prophet's charging to share a word. That ain't got nothing to do with it. That's why you need to stick with me. Don't go down the street because you're going to miss it. I'm going to turn left and you're going to be at the corner trying to find the, the caravan. Let's look at 1 Samuel, the ninth chapter, verse number five. It says, when they came to the territory, oh, by the way, I'm reading from uh, God's word translation. All right, and, and, if, and if you're looking at the King James, I'll let you know what verse I'm on so you can keep up with me. Well, you can see it on here, verse five. When they came to the ter uh, territory of Zoph, Saul told his servant who was with him, let's go back or my father will stop worrying about the donkeys and worry about us instead. Verse six, the servant responded, there's a man of God in this city, highly respected man. Everything he says is sure to happen. Let's go there. Maybe he'll tell us which way we should go. Notice the three things from the servant's response. There's a man of God in the city. He's highly respected. And everything he says is sure to happen. <laughs> That's going to be key. Don't remember, don't forget those three things. And then verse seven, it says, if we go, and I want you to catch this now. If we go, Saul asked his servant, what could we bring the man since the food in our sacks is gone? We done ate up all our snacks. And there's no present we can bring the man of God. He says, what do we have? Look at verse number eight. The servant again answered Saul. He says, look, look here. Look at here. I have one-tenth of an ounce of silver. I'll give it to the man of God. Then he'll tell us where to find the donkeys. Now, I need y'all to understand something on that one-tenth of an ounce of silver. A, a, a shekel was worth $2.50 back then. Today, I looked it up, 2020, one ounce of, of, of silver is $21.20. Notice what he says, I have one-tenth of an ounce of silver. One tenth in 2020 is worth three dollars. I want y'all to really get the concept of what's going on here tonight. So, so if a shekel was worth 250, which is 2120 today, and one tenth of 2020 is three dollars, you figure out what one tenth of two dollars and fifty cent would have been. So that right there ought to tell us he wasn't trying to pay the man of God. <laughs> you bring the man of God 22 cents. <laughs> okay? Let's keep going. I don't want y'all to miss this. Verse number nine. Now, formerly in Israel, when a person went to ask God a question, which was through his prophet, he would say, come, let's go to the seer. Because a person we now call a prophet used to be called a seer. So if you read the story and you'll be reading about a seer, a seer just means a prophet. And so in verse number 10, Saul told his servant, that's a good idea. Come on, let's go. 
And then the text says they went to the city where the man of God was. All right? So watch this. Watch this. If you look at verse number three, if you look at verse number three, you're going to find in verse number three, I hope you guys got your Bibles open. Sometimes I share my screen, sometimes I don't. If you look at verse number three, Saul was given an important task and that of finding a herd of lost donkeys. And so, and so fully knowing the value of the herd of lost donkeys, Saul immediately agreed with the servant to seek counsel from the man of God. And so those lost donkeys were to be used by God to bring Saul into contact with Samuel. I don't want you to miss this. I'm going to say that again. The lost donkeys were to be used by God to bring Saul in contact with Samuel. Now, did God lose the donkeys? No. <laughs> it wasn't God's fault that the donkeys were lost. But all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and to those who are the called according to his purpose. And so since the donkeys were lost, God was going to use that opportunity to bring Saul into contact with Samuel. That's the reason why I told y'all, Sunday, whatever state you find yourself in, you be content because you don't know who God's going to hook you up with. And out of your situation, oh, I know I can unmute everybody and then y'all will start testifying up a storm that preacher, you right tonight that God used the, the, the person I wasn't even expecting him to use. There's no way this much good could have come out of the situation that I was in. But when I look back over my life, I want to just teach tonight. When I look back over my life and I think things over, what I thought I wanted back then, now I say, thank you, Jesus, it's gone. Somebody ought to throw their hands up and say, thank you, Jesus, it's gone. All right. All right. Don't get happy sitting there now. I don't want you to reflect back too far over your life. But thank God it's gone because you probably thought it was hopeless situation. And there were probably times you felt like this was it. Come on here, somebody. But look where the Lord has brought you from. He brought you from a mighty long way. All right. And so what God was doing, even though the donkeys were lost, he took that opportunity to hook Saul up with Samuel. Now, 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 here's something else. Here's something else. Here's something else. Let me, let, let me calm down a little bit. Here's something else. You need to understand. The offering was not to buy prophetic services or a word from God, but a way of honoring the uncommon man, the man of God. I don't want y'all to miss that. It wasn't to buy prophetic services. Now, we live in a day and a time now. Most prophets, our prophets now, they won't give you a word unless you give them $100. I never forget we was having a revival at the church one time, and the person was having a prayer line. They were raising an offering. And they said that they wanted everybody to give $100, something like that. And a bunch of people come to the altar, and, and she said, I want to pray for everybody that's going to give $100 tonight. And so they gave their $100, and she prayed for everybody. And then she told everybody else, all right, just bring your offering. And, and, and so Carla, she was on her way back to her seat. And I grabbed her, and I said, no, you're going to stand here. You're going to pray for everybody. If they don't give but 50 cents, <laughs> you're going to pray because you don't have to pray. You don't have to pay for God's word. And so this offering, which couldn't have been no more than 10, 12 cents, it was not to buy prophetic a, a, a prophetic service or the word of God, but it was his way of what can I do for the man of God to show us our way. All right. And so, and so, and so here it is again, 
Honor gives access and unlocks favor. Now, when I remember when I said, remember what I said about honor. It's not always money, it's respect. It's being grateful. Okay? It includes all of it. That's what gives us access and it unlocks the favor. And so this fits the uncommon man characteristics. Back then, prophets are not common. They're, they are different. Now, I'm not talking about today, prophet, that get their uh, license off the internet, Google for $15.99. I'm talking about back then, prophets were different. You knew a prophet when you saw a prophet. And here's the reason why you knew that, that that person was a real prophet. Because what they said, it came to pass. You remember we read that in the scripture. There's a man, he's a respectful man, he's, a, he's an honorable man, and everything he says come to pass, okay? So I don't, want you to, I don't want you to miss that. I don't want you to miss out on that, all right? In fact, I'm gonna put that verse, I'm gonna put that verse back up because this is gonna, that's a key verse, verse number six. There is in this city a man of God, and he is an honorable man. All that he saith coming surely to pass. Now let us go there. Her adventure, he can show us our way that we should go. Now, I need y'all to understand when you see that word, the per, per adventure, don't get confused and mixed up. That just means possibly. <laughs> just mean that it, it, it just means possibly. He'll show us, he'll show us our way. All right. Now, so honoring the uncommon man is something that we need to learn to understand in this generation. This generation done gone, gone haywire in regards to disrespect, okay? And not honoring. The folks say I'm 21 plus tax, I'm grown. Some of y'all on your job, can't nobody tell you nothing because you, you'll walk out. No, you don't talk to me like that. You better stay there and get that paycheck and learn how to honor people. Okay, we need to understand that in this in this generation, because once again, once again, once again, honor. What do it do? It unlocks favor. To honor another is a biblical principle, and so this meeting with the prophet had nothing to do with money, but everything to do with honor. So I have to keep stressing that. Because watch this, it, 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 it was not money that unlocked, okay, a meeting for Saul with the prophet. It was, it was honor that did it. It was honor. Okay, it was honor. This meeting was the uncommon man gave Saul the ability to find that which he had lost. Now, this is where it's going to get good because y'all get your Bible because we're getting ready to go through this real quick. The meeting that Saul had with this uncommon man, it gave him, Saul, the ability to find that which was lost. I have a question I want to ask you. Who were the first people to give Saul directions to help find the man of God? Remember, he went into the city. Look at verse number 11. Look at verse number 11. He goes into the city. All right, look. Verse number 11 and 12. Notice what it says. As they were going up the hill to the city, they met girls. Now, I know the King James Version says maidens. They met girls coming out to get water. They asked the girls, is the seer here? In other words, is the prophet here? Now, don't read verse number 12 yet, because I'm going to talk about this. That's how God orchestrates things. God always put the right people 
in the right place so that you can encounter your Meridian meeting. And that's why it's very important that we stay open to the voice of God. Okay, what what if Saul, watch this, what if Saul had said, I don't feel like it, my feet hurt. Let's get up and go in the morning. Okay. God had those maidens, those girls, go get water right at the time, all right, that, that, that Saul was coming into the city with his servant. That's how God connects things. And then notice with verse number 12, the girls said, he's there ahead of you. Hurry. I don't want y'all to miss this. Hurry. He just went into the city today since the people are offering a sacrifice on the worship site. Now notice something. Once again, God has the prophet going into the city right at the same time that Saul them is entering into the city. They meet an uncommon girl, don't miss this, who just so happened saw the uncommon prophet go by and knew enough about that prophet to where he was going that he was that 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 they were able to tell Saul. I don't want y'all to miss this tonight. But here's the word. Hurry. Write that down on your paper. Hurry. Some of y'all are too slow. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be offensive. <laughs> but some of you all are too slow. Some have missed their divine appointment with God because you're just too slow. Now, I'm not saying go ahead of God, okay? But notice what the maiden said. Hurry up. He, 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 he's there ahead of you. Saul so didn't say, well, he's an old man and he's on the stick, and so it's going to take him longer, so I'm going to just do something else real quick. No, hurry up. Saul so probably didn't even know that he was having a quick, a quick Meridian meeting with the maidens. Hurry up. He's on his way to church. Okay. He just came into the city. All right. For the people are offering a sacrifice inside the temple. Hurry up. All right. Let's, let, let, let's put some pep in our step. Let's stop procrastinating. Okay. Because when we procrastinate, Ah, that just may be the cause of us missing our divine appointment. Let's stop making excuses. Let's stop making excuses. My head is hurting, my feet is hurting, my back is hurting, my hand is hurting, my nose is running, my, my eyes are crooked. Let's stop. Okay? God's got somebody waiting on us. Okay, so we got to hurry because he's going into the temple. Look at verse number 13. So he says, she says to them, as you go into the city, you can find him before he goes to worship site to eat. The people will not eat until he comes since he blesses the sacrifice. Then those who are invited may eat. They say, go, you should be able to find him now. You ain't been to talk to him once he get in there and start eating. So you better hurry up, get to him. Verse 14. So Saul and his servant went to the city. And as they entered it, now watch this, this is key. Samuel was coming toward them on his way to the worship site. Watch this meridian meeting take place. In verse number 15, now the Lord, watch this, had revealed the following message to Samuel one day before Saul came. 
Don't go no further right now. Let me tell you this. When God is in the plan, there's always a confirmation. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Believe it or not, I'm almost through for the night. When God is in the plan, there's always a confirmation. How many of y'all know that God is not the author of confusion? So uh, ain't no need of Michael telling Asia that the Lord just told me to sell everything that we have and give it to the poor because he want us to start a street ministry. Asia going to go off. Well, I can tell you right now, that wasn't the Lord. Because watch what happened. If God really spoke that to Michael, when Michael got home, before he would get home, he would, he would speak something into Asia's spirit. And, and, and Michael, would, Michael would get home and say, you know, the Lord told me to sell everything we got. And we ought to start a street ministry. And Asia would say, you know what? The Lord showed me the same thing. He spoke to me the same thing. God always have a confirmation. Here it is, verse 15. The Lord had revealed the following message to Samuel one day before Saul came. Verse 16. Here, here's what the message was about this time tomorrow. I will send you a man from the territory of Benjamin. Here's what he told him to do. Not, not, not. Wait, wait, wait. This is, this is, this is interesting. It's interesting because, remember, Saul is going to find the man of God. He's going to give him a piece of change. This is Saul's agenda, and the man of God is going to show him where the donkeys are. Can I help you all? Your agenda is not God's agenda. That was Saul's agenda. But God had a different agenda. He says, anoint him, uh-oh, to be ruler of my people Israel. That ain't why Saul was going. That's why you got to stay open to whatever God has, okay? He was going for one reason, but God had another purpose. Anoint him to be the ruler of my people Israel. He will save my people from the Philistines because I've seen my people suffering and their cry has come to me. What do you think we ought to be doing right now doing this pandemic, doing all uh, doing uh, doing this all of these riots and everything. We ought to be crying out to God. Come on somebody, we ought to be crying out to God, not just whispering a prayer and and throwing our hands and say, Lord, bless everybody. We ought to be crying out to God. Now notice verse number, notice verse number 17. When Samuel, watch this, noticed Saul, the Lord told him, the Lord talked to him again. There's the man I told you about. This man will govern my people. Saul didn't have a clue what he was getting ready to get into. And then verse 18, Saul approached Samuel inside the gateway and says, please tell me where the seer's house is, where the prophet house is. Saul thought he was getting closer and closer. But then why says when you look at verse number 19, Samuel replied, I'm the seer. You talking to the prophet. Can I help y'all? You don't know who you talking to. When you involve yourself in a conversation with somebody, he says, I am the seer. And watch what he says, go ahead of me to the worship site. In other words, go on to church. Just, just, just head on to church. And then he turns around and tells them, you will eat with me today. You're going to sit down and eat with me. And then he says, in the morning, I'll let you go after I tell you all that's on my mind. And watch what happened. I almost jumped out of the window when I read verse number 20. I almost did. I ain't playing with y'all. Look what the prophet tell him. Don't trouble yourself about the donkeys that were lost three days ago because they've been found. Now, who told the prophet that the donkeys was even lost? 
Are, are you all following me here? Who even told them that they were lost? But when God sets up a divine appointment, you don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to worry. Don't trouble yourself about it. Okay? Because they've been lost three days now. But guess what? They've been found. And then he says, who will have all that is desirable in Israel? Won't it be you and your father's family? And so here he is. He has a, he has a divine appointment with the man of God. He went there for one thing. Okay? But watch this. It was because he had a mind to honor. <laughs> See, God knows your heart. God knows when you give grudgingly. God knows when you have a motive behind what you do. Saul is just trying to help. He don't have much. All I ate my sandwich. And I drank my Kool-Aid. I don't have nothing too much. All I have is a little bit. But I'm going to take my chance anyway. Because I feel if I honor the man of God, if I honor the uncommon individual based upon his reputation that I've just heard, I believe he's going to show us our way. And so he gets down there going for one thing. Some of y'all are going for one thing. Oh, thank you, Jesus. But I dare you to open up yourself to God. I dare you to give honor where honor is due. I dare you to give respect. Okay, I dare you to do it. That's your boss. You respect that person. I don't care how good you are at what you do. I don't care whether or not you think if you left, the whole business would go down. That don't give nobody a right to be disrespectful. You respect your boss. You respect those that have rule over you. Young people, you respect your parents. Old people that your parents are still alive, you respect, honor your mother and your father, so that your days will be long. God will cut your days off. And that word honor just simply means you show some respect. You be grateful. Come on here, somebody. They're grateful to raise you and, and had to suffer and had to go without and had to miss out on stuff. Yeah, they make it look easy, but it's not easy. Come on, it's not easy. And then you turn around and disrespect and dishonor them. God said, not so. Your days will be short. If you want favor in the sight of God, you give honor to whomever honor is due. No matter who it is. Okay? Because God has a purpose, not a plan. God has a purpose for everybody. And that's the way that we find favor. All right? We find favor when we learn how to honor. Give it to where it's due. Give it to where it's due. I told y'all, I think a couple of weeks ago, don't just be a taker, be a giver. Come on, don't just be a taker, be a giver. All because somebody's willing to keep giving to you. If not, then you ought to say, no, 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 let me give to you. Okay, when the restaurant's open, don't just go and let them pay all the, all the tab. Pick up the tab every now and then. Come on. Give honor where honor is due. It wasn't the money. He did not pay, all right, to see the man of God. But because of his heart, and because he honored the man of God, God not only worked what he wanted to work out, but then he turned around and anointed him as king. How many of y'all know promotion don't come from the east or the west? It don't come from the north. It don't come from the south. I'm not just talking about promotion in the church. I'm talking about promotion right where you're working. You give honor. You give respect. And if that's where God wants you, God will have you meet up. <laughs> You'll have a meridian meeting. One thing I know, when you get through with that meeting, you don't leave that meeting the same way that you went to the meeting. Somebody said, I went to a meeting one night. My heart wasn't right. Something got a hold of me. And then they said it was the Holy Ghost that got a hold of me. Some, 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 some of us went to the meeting, weren't even expecting the Holy Ghost to get a hold of us. But how many of y'all know hey, there's no power like the Holy Ghost power? Hey, man, you might have had some other plans when you got out of church, but you only went 
because your parents made you go to church. Oh, but they kept on singing and they kept on praying and the Holy Ghost come through there. The next thing you know, your life was changed forever. And so we have to learn to give honor. So when you look at, and I'm done for the night. <laughs> when you look at, when you look at Saul, you look at honor, you look at the prophet, God set all that up. He set it all up. But Saul had to be obedient. He had to be obedient. What shall we bring the man of God to show us our way? We don't have that much. But that which we do have, we going anyway. They didn't even know whether or not the prophet was going to turn it down or not. They didn't know. The prophet knew he wasn't going to turn it down because God had already spoken to him. I don't know if, if y'all really had the Lord to talk to you. But it's amazing when the Lord speaks to you. It's amazing when he speaks to you. Can I help you all in regards to the Lord speaking to you? It ain't always in an audible voice. It's not always in a dream. All right? It ain't always in a dream. But sometimes God be speaking to us. When you stop by 7-Eleven, get some coffee, and that clerk might say something. I need y'all to understand that could be God sometimes. That's the reason why we have to be open. Because that could be your meeting that can change your entire life. Some of y'all just say, no, I'm waiting on the pastor. I'm waiting on the pastor. I'm waiting on the pastor. No, keep waiting. Keep on waiting if you want to. It might come. It might not come. Because God might just say that neighbor across the street from the church might have what I want you to know. And if you could be outside sweeping the front, and that neighbor would come over just to speak to you. But then that neighbor would turn around and speak a word into your life. This week has been a very exciting week for me. And I just feel in my spirit, one, two, three times this week, the Lord allowed me to have a meridian meeting. I've had a divine meeting. And what I mean by divine meeting is I've been able to just plant some spiritual seeds into the lives of people who declare they would never listen to nobody else. That, that, that's a divine meeting. I was talking to somebody on the phone the other night and I was talking to them. We were discussing some Bible scripture and I was talking to them. And they thought that their son it was, wasn't paying them no attention and normally they would walk out of the room. The son would walk out of the room. But all of a sudden, the son wanted to talk to me. Here, let me talk to him. And me and him stayed on the phone about 30 minutes, talking, 45 minutes, talking. I said, my God, that was a meridian meeting. Amen. That, that, that's a meridian meeting. And so stay open to God. And don't just be a taker. And what I mean by that is this. God might want to use you. God might want you to start the conversation. He might want you to start the conversation. It all starts with a conversation. Okay, Saul could have went in the city and, and bypassed those uh, handmaidens and said, oh, they ain't nothing. They're just coming out here to get some water. I'm going to go search for myself. They'd have never found him. But, 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 but the lowly, the one that didn't even have no position, all right, they asked them, Where's the prophet? And if you and and he listened to them, prophet just went by. You better hurry up, and you better catch him. I need y'all to know. I got to stress again. Hurry up, hurry up. Don't go ahead of God, but when God speak to you, hurry up. Don't procrastinate. God spoke to some of y'all about opening up, starting a business. And you've been trying to start a business for 25 years now. And you ain't even started that business yet. Just procrastinating. But here's the thing. If God tells you to do it, that's key point. It ain't something just because you want to do it. Because you could want to do it today and not want to do it tomorrow. But if God tells you to do it, I don't care what your bank account look like. You better step out by faith and you better do it. Okay, because God will bless it and God will favor you. I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm not just saying that because that's a saying. Everybody that I'm looking at tonight, you seem to be blessed and highly favored. God has protected us. He's blessed us. Nobody's gone hungry. Amen. I'm looking. I'm looking. Nobody looks like they've gone hungry. I know I haven't gone hungry. Amen. 
because the Lord is blessing and for that we're grateful. So let's honor, let's give honor where honor is due. Once again, I ain't talking about me. I'm just talking about that uncommon individual that, that normally you would just kind of brush them off. Don't brush nobody else off. Amen. Don't brush nobody else off. But that might just be the person that God chooses to use. And then the devil to get in you and cause your mind to have a different attitude and different things like that. Your spirit to have a different attitude in your mind to think different thoughts. But that could be the person that can change your entire life. Somebody said, well, Pastor, I'm doing good right now. I don't need nothing to change. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I'm going to tell you, yes, you do. And the reason why I'm going to say yes, you do is because you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> you haven't seen nothing yet. Now, you're just satisfied right where you are while you're living here on earth. God bless you. May heaven shine on you. I want everything God has for me. I don't know about you. I want everything God has for me. And I ain't just talking about the natural stuff. Okay? I ain't talking about the natural stuff. I'm talking about the spiritual. Okay? Whatever height God want to take me to. And I ain't talking about a position. However God want to use me. If God give me the strength and he give me the courage, I'm willing to go all the way. Anybody have any questions? Anybody have any questions? Anybody have any questions tonight? Anybody have any questions? Many times, it ain't for everybody else, it's for you. <laughs> I need to make that plain. See, some of y'all, some of y'all, some of y'all think God's talking to you, and then you go out and tell everybody what you thought he said. Honey, if God speak to you and say, Don't wear red shoes. God's talking to you. Ain't no need of you going on Facebook talking about the Lord just told me that no woman should wear red shoes. He was talking to you. Okay? It comes to you first. And so every time God speaks to you, sometimes it's best not to tell nobody. People could be dream killers. You know, people, everybody ain't happy for you. So I know you said you weren't going to tell nobody, but you couldn't keep it to yourself. That's about finding the Lord. But I'll tell you some stuff you need to keep to yourself. Okay, the people have a way of discouraging you. You find somebody that think like you. You find another uncommon person whose language has changed. That will promote and encourage you to do what God has called you to do. All right, I'm done for tonight.